Hello and welcome to another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. I'm Wayne Highlander, National Sales Manager for Bone Adhesives. And I'm Rob Johnson from Bona Training. Hello, Rob. Good afternoon, Wayne. How you doing, bud? I'm doing well. Excellent. Rob, we uh, we always, uh, we don't always, but we do, we talk obviously a lot about hardwood floors and the different components of hardwood floors and what have you, but I don't know if we've ever actually talked about the uh, the wood substrates in particular on this show. So let's talk about subfloors. A lot of people think that's not a very sexy topic, but I... Oh, they have no idea Absolutely. what Highlander can do with you those panty blood, pan, what do you call them? Panty dropping blue eyes of yours. Yes, thank you. You can make anything sexy. So here you go. Here's your shot. You're going to make subfloor sexy. So everybody, turn down the lights. You just put that all on me? Turn down the music. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you wised off at the last show. So now. Okay. It's all about Wayne. Well, it's all about Wayne. Thank you. Um, but it's Wayne's world, we're all in it. You know, I was thinking, Rob, that um, if you think of all the things that absolutely affect your new floor installation, that you did not touch it, you did not, you know, it, it, you had nothing to do with it, but it can absolutely call you, uh, get you drawn into a callback or a complaint. At the very top of that list, I think you have to talk about subfloors. You didn't ins you didn't select the subfloor, you didn't install the subfloor, you didn't nail it, or uh, properly or improperly, and, and you didn't protect it from the elements. Uh, but you know your finished floor is only as good as your subfloor beneath it, right? It is what it is. Yep. If you got a substandard floor, it'll create problems and and uh, uh, long term problems and user dissatisfaction and all kinds of things and like I said, it's uh, something that it's amazing how many things that affect us in our little niche of that the construction world that we don't have anything. It's, uh, concrete's the same way. You know, you don't, we didn't pour the concrete. We don't know what the PSI is of that concrete. We don't know what the moisture content. Yeah, because concrete. lunatics like you used to spray it down with water because you wanted to make your life easier. You're supposed to do that. <laughs> Uh, but you know what? I mean, like say, if we don't test it or whatever, if we don't, you know, do our thing, but, uh, there's so many things, I mean, having the HVAC off or, or run up and running or not, uh, you know, the other trades, everything affects us. And, uh, there's a lot of onus comes down to the, the, the flooring contractor, but subfloors is a big one. Uh, so, you know, uh, when it comes to building assets, some of the most valuable parts of that home are, are, are covered. You'll never see them. And that's the case with the uh, subfloors. So, um, well, talking about subfloors, my brother years ago built a house in one of the nicest neighborhoods in his town. He does very well for himself, and he built, um, or you know, had a builder build him just a phenomenal house. Like I said, in one of the best neighborhoods, and one day. He called me up during, and they were getting ready to, you know, it was almost over. They were doing the floors. They wouldn't allow me to do the floors because I didn't work for that subcontractor or I didn't work for that contractor or whatever. And um, at the time, you know, I wasn't contracting anymore, but still, whatever. 
I couldn't do the floors. They had to, he had to use his floor guy. Mm-hmm. Crazy weather that we had, crazy winter. Tons and tons and tons of snow. And he even questioned the builder at one time. He's like, because um, now his subfloor is covered with snow all the time. Freeze and thaw, freeze, thaw. It was a you know, nightmare. Yep. Lots of water, lots of rain. So anyways, they're installing the floor. He says, hey, Robbie, can you do me a favor? Come on over to the house. I want to show you something. It was OSB plywood. The guys had left for the day. He walks over and he goes, should you be able to do this with hardwood floors? And he reaches down and he pulls it out. Wow. He pulled it right out. I'm not kidding you. I never saw anything like it. On all my years of doing hardwood floors, I can't believe that not only is this happening, but it's happening to my brother. Wow. I go, no, dude, that is not, that is not something that should be happening. You, you, you know this, right? He goes, yeah, I, I didn't think so. And he goes, you know, I kept talking to him about the subfloor, the subfloor, and the guy kept telling me, no, no, this is special. This is special OSB. And I said, well, I, I don't know what's so special about it. You know, it looks like it swelled and shrunk. I don't know how many times. And it had zero holding power for the nails. Wow. It was unbelievable. Hmm. They had to rip out everything that they had done. I'm, I was a little surprised that the floor guy didn't mention anything, but. Right, right. Um, you know the deal sometimes. Um, the high-end guys are are not using high-end guys. I don't even want to go down that road. But anyways, not only did they have to rip all the floor out, they had to rip the subfloor out too. Wow. Because the subfloor was wow. no garbage. Kidding. Wow. So when you said you wanted to do subfloors, I was like, oh my gosh. I remember that absolute brutal nightmare my brother had to go through with his house. Insane. Wow. Well, you know, anybody that's ever... Uh, had a, issues with squeaks and creaks and, you know, movement and sagging and separating and what have you. Uh, they know the effects of a fault, faulty subfloor. And um, it's obviously results can result in callbacks and uh, everything reworks and all the way up to uh, lawsuits. So, um, you know and, and you know what? The floor guy's going to get pinned for it. Of course. Of course. Yep. That's yep. what, that's what surprised me about what my brother went through was, this guy didn't kind of notice this was happening, you know? You're right. Because once that thing starts squeaking and popping and moving, if he doesn't say anything, now it's, well, well, it's, it's not the subfloor's fault. It's your, you know, it's your yeah. floor. What did you yeah. do? Yep. Well, when, when you lay on it, it's, it's yours. You know I mean? You, yeah, you, you're given the green light. Yeah. So, you know, you know, you, yeah, that's gotta be done up front, those conversations. Hmm. So, um, the, here's the interesting thing too, is that nobody ever thinks they need subfloor prep. No, <laughs> nobody, no builder. No, you know, they, 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 in their mind, they're looking at pricing of flooring only. They're never thinking about the subfloor prep. And, and, and it's always that gray area we talked about before. And especially when it comes to, if you're doing concrete work and you have to do any leveling with self-leveling under underlayments, holy smokes, what that can do to the cost of the job or grinding. And if that's not discussed up front, man, holy smokes, that could ruin the entire job. I know a guy right now sitting on a really big job 
and that's become a gray area. And uh, uh, so it's uh, that's a tough place to be. Mm. Um, the demand on subfloors. When you today, said that, when you said that about subfloor prep, people don't even think you need to do it. Subfloor prep for me and Pete was to just take a hammer and smash down the high edges. All right, it's prepped. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not whack uh, that nail down. Yeah. Yeah. That screw well, down. Beat that. Know, beat that corner down. When um, when we started doing more and more pre-finished floors, is I think when contractors, flooring contractors, got better at doing subfloor prep. Uh, the more they got involved, because it was you know we all knew when it was going to be sand and finished. I mean, a lot of guys, you know. They're not, they figure the sander's going to get it, right? Right. And, and not yes, exactly. The sander will take care of that. Yeah. So and now with some of these veneer jobs, you know, some of these veneer floors out there, they have a good wear layer, but they're not that, they're not thick. They're not three quarter. Mm -hmm. Boy, they're, they're going to match right up to that subfloor. And if that subfloor is in rough shape. You know, one thing going from a contractor that does mostly unfinished work to doing pre-finished work. A thousand square feet, it's not a thousand square feet. You know what I mean? When you uh, of unfinished versus pre-finished, because you know you even just dropping the nail gun over, throwing the cleats across it, or or you know, you know, you especially it's gotten a little bit better now because of the uh, because of the trend of the uh, of uh, hand scrapes and stuff like that. But you remember back in the day when they would take a credit card in the butt joint. And uh, you know, or feeler gauge, and say, oh no, I mean, you know, if that, that if that's just a hair, just just a just the slightest hair higher than the other butt joint, well, that's a problem. So, oh, you know, I I hated I hated laying pre-finished floor. I would do everything not to lay a pre-finished floor. Yeah, just just like you said, it, just one one stone on your shoe, one. Drop the nailer, drop a hammer. Yeah. Oh my God. My hat's off to you guys who install pre-finished floors all day. Cause that's, you're right. That's not a thousand foot lay. That's, that's 1400 feet. Yeah. If you're charging, I'm just throwing a number out there. If you charge four bucks a foot to install unfinished thousand square feet, that number's got to go up for pre-finished, right? Oh I mean, yeah. It's, yes. Yeah. And then yeah. when I see, when I see, uh, you know, it's impressive to see a, a, a floor that was sanded finished as, you know, uh, three board border with a with a maybe running on a diagonal and he's got a three, four board border around it with a beach strip. That's impressive with unfinished. But when I see that pre-finished, and I know that guy had to break break out the router and and and, and do all that and make sure everything comes up and kiss the. I mean, that's just that's a different game, man. That is a different so, uh, game. Right. A lot, of, a lot of respect for those guys that do that. Um, and there's also more demands put on subfloors today. Um, you know, with the heavy, the open open concept rooms, the uh, the heavier stone that's being put down. Uh, you know, so uh, subfloors, and you know, it, it's a big deal right now. And and, um, and even the uh, stiffness. You oh. ever had a problem? You ever had a problem with stiffness, Rob? On I mean, my subfloor. Getting up in the morning as you get an older in age. I mean, uh, very stiff. Yes, very stiff. Yeah, yes, we, we uh, you know, I mm -hmm. used to laugh, laugh at the very big one out there doing yoga, but uh, I think uh, maybe they they were way ahead of the game. So. Yeah, stretch that stiffness right out. Uh, let's see. Um, Strength, dur durability. That's what you need with these subfloors now. Yep. 
I didn't even think about if you're using marble countertops and stuff, that extra weight and yep. it's going to have to. It, it uh, makes a big difference now. I mean, uh, uh, here's the thing, you know, these things that, that, that there's so much money on these jobs now, the houses cost so much money. I remember, you know, when the housing boom really started in California, when we uh, back in the, uh, in the 80s and 90s, when, you know, a 1200 square feet home that should be like 80 grand now, all of a sudden that same home is like 700 grand. Uh, now, like it's the Taj Mahal, right? I mean, now there, everything you do is like so important because oh, it's a seven hundred thousand dollar home. Meanwhile, it should cost hundred grand. You know what I mean? Just so now, with all the expense of the materials, the expense of labor, the expense of uh, doing doing business, that there's a lot of onus on us now. So I think the subfloor, the holding power of subfloors, uh, is is questionable a lot of times with OSB floors and how well that they handle seasonal changes so you couple that with the wide plank floors um deflection a lot of times the subfloors i mean what is it 19.2 inches i think they need to be on center that was the the maximum width um and and some of the other framing components um that uh, i think it lines up in a very smart way to uh to protect yourself by doing the nail glue assist and by doing the, 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 the moisture barrier of the R540, I mean, you, you look at what you've got going on your side of the equation, you know, and what you have going against you. And it's frightening sometimes when I, I remember when I was, a, when I was sat down and, and like really studied this and thought about this. All right, here's what I got going on my side of the equation. Here's these four or five things. Here's, a, here's a, the other side of the equation that could possibly go against me. And the list kept getting longer and longer and longer and longer. And it's like, you got to protect yourself. You know what I mean? And, and uh, laying, as you said, you know, you're laying on that subfloor. Well, then, then you own that, right? You're basically saying you're the professional that, that it's, a, it's good to go. It's good enough that I can install my floor on. And um, I, like I said, I think we take a lot of the onus on us in this industry that, so you need to put as many things on your side of the equation as you possibly can. You know, uh, you know, you'd, you'd be very proud of me if you came to some of the schools now. You'd be very happy. You might even want to hire me to You're be kidding. on your team. No, 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 no. You, you might. Listen, you have got me as a true believer in the R540. When I get going, I'm talking about the R540 and it being not a moisture barrier, uh -huh. but a moisture mitigation system. Mm -hmm. And I tell people exactly how it works and why it has to work like that. I, let me tell you, not a dry eye in the house. Not really? a dry eye in the house. Oh, yeah. That, that's, that's I'm impressive. telling you, I believe in that stuff, man. That is, uh, I go to my daughter's house. I laid her floors. Three inch. It was only three inch. It cupped. I did everything right. Everything was perfect. We go back in for Christmas. She's like, what are the, and I'm like, oh my God, the floor cup. How could it cup on me? Right. And I have to be there all the time. Look at the floor. Look at even the little grandkids. That Papa, look at the, yeah, yeah. I, I, I see that. Did your mother tell you to say that? Or are you just really trying to hurt Papa's feelings? <laughs> I, I would use it on everything, two and a quarter, three. I, I would, 
there's no reason I would never not use that product, especially after you really find out how it works and why it works. You'd be crazy not to. Crazy not to. And I think it's an upsell too. Yeah. I think it's another upsell opportunity. Oh, it, it absolutely is. And, and, you know, you see a lot of builders are choosing OSB because it typically typically costs less than plywood. You don't have the knots in it and the voids and stuff like that. But the whole key is is managing and mitigating the moisture uh, to be a, have a successful installation. And I really do believe that in the minimum, a nail glue assist on these type of floors because of the, 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 way, the way that they, they hold the nails and what have you and the, the fasteners. Uh, is a must. It is your defense against what's changed in the industry. It's like, okay, well, all these things are coming, you know, they're, they're, it's more litigious society we live in now. You know, all these pressures on us and what have you. Then uh, for the business guy, you got to, it's your self-defense against a changing world and protecting your business. It just is. And I just think that, you know, we I've said it before, building paper is not much of a deterrent if you got moisture issues. And, uh, Hey, you know, at the time, that's really all we had. Yeah. That's, that's all we had. You know, now with the improvements and everything and this product, uh, you're just crazy not to do it. It's funny but you said. You would be so happy if you heard me. I might even do it when you, you're, you're going to be with me next week. Maybe I'll, yeah. maybe I'll, I'll show you the love. I'll show you how to do it. I would like to see that. I'd like to see you in action. I would actually like to see you on a sales call. Yeah. It's, it's funny you said your daughter's uh, floor was three inches and it, and it cupped. Because in the Bay Area, for, it always seemed like never a problem with three inches. Go to three and a quarter, and them, them are the ones that wanted a cup. I mean, three inches, you have, you're always, okay, yeah, you didn't worry about too much. But for some reason, that three and a quarter inch on us was the, the red oak three and a quarter was a pretty common back in the day. And they're the ones that you know, we had to worry about a little bit. You would love um, to see me on a sales call. I would. You would definitely, you, you would love to see me on a sales call. I'm a fun guy on a sales call. I'm a fun guy. And that might not be what you're looking for in a sales guy. You know what? Have you ever seen a sales guy just completely die on a call? <laughs> Yo, God, yeah, I have. Isn't it the best? I have. Yeah. yeah just One time absolutely. I did it in front of the boss. Oh, yeah, I was. But yeah. I'll tell you a quick little story about sales call I was on. Um, it was a Jansan call. And um, we're meeting with the head of buildings and grounds for Brunswick, New Jersey, central schools, a lot of gyms, a lot of gyms, right? So we're sitting in his office. Now I'm with uh, a Jansan distributor salesperson, right? They buy Bona. I'm in there, me and the sales rep. And there's like two clipboard people and this huge guy. And he is in charge of everything. And he lets everybody know He's in charge of everybody. He's in charge of this meeting. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Look out. He walks into the room. That's how this dude carries himself. And I'm like, yeah. here we go, brother. Okay, here we go. He sits down. He looks across at me and he goes, you know, we've looked at, we've looked at Bona. And he goes, you know what else? We've looked at Hilliard. 
I Stop. like them both. Please. Stop. Okay. You you told the story like I, I just literally just listened to this episode exactly the same story. Are you like, serious? I already told this story. Like two episodes ago, you told this story. Oh man! Literally, right. literally two episodes. Let me finish it for you. Let me finish. Uh, let me. Uh, so he said, "Where's why, my freaking head? Why should I hire you? Why should you hire me? Because they don't have Rob Johnson." Bingo. We, we went outside and that just. You know what? Goes, Maybe we'll start telling that awesome. story. You know what we're gonna do? We're gonna tell that story every show. <laughs> One of my favorite sales calls ever. <laughs> and we got it. I can't believe I told that story. So you have to be so good in my head. When I talked about, you know, we have, you know, to protect ourselves uh, and protect our business and protect our schedule and protect our, our money that's in our bank is using the 540 and the adhesives. You don't see the elevator guy come out to the job and say, you know, I, I think I can save a little bit of money. I'll, I'll leave one of the cables out. So why would we do the same? Why would we? Wait, wait a minute. How much money could you save, though? I got to believe it's pretty good savings. There's, you know, you see these elevators. They get all these cables. Do they really need every one? Well, not until they do. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but, but I mean, I'm in, in all seriousness. They, they will protect themselves by doing, you know what I mean? And rebar, when they put rebar in, the guy, right. you know, the guy doesn't say, you know what? Uh, let's just leave. We can I'll tell you what, we can leave out every other rebar uh, in the concrete because it'll, it'll save money on the rebar. We'll do that for you. You know what I mean? They right. well, obviously they would never do that. Um, actually, I'll tell you a story though, an awful story uh, about that. It just came to mind. Uh, you remember the, the earthquake in California in the Bay yeah. Area? The A's were playing the Giants in the uh, World Series and there was an earthquake. I remember Peter and I were coating a job we we're coating a huge job. The guy lived way out in the woods. We we're coating a huge job. And we had the World Series on while we were coating. Okay. And as we were coating, all of a sudden, the, uh, yeah, I remember that like it was yesterday. I okay. could bring it to that house. I don't, I don't know if at the time it was Highway 17 or it had changed over to Highway 880. But this, the, freeway the highway was collapsing, right? Yes. It ran, yes. That, that highway ran through Oakland. And there was an upper and a lower. If you're going, say, uh, east, you're on the lower section. If you're going west, you're on the uh, on the upper section. Okay. I remember that. Okay. So what happened was, when the earthquake happened, the the one floor collapsed on the other. So all the cars driving below were all smashed from the upper one, right? And right. so there was a huge, you know, California. Say what you want, but they do a great job when it comes to. Uh, protecting for earthquakes, right? I mean, they built it into the, you know, when they build these structures and what have you, it's, yeah. it, they do that with the earthquakes in mind. So it was a little surprising when this freeway, with it, that wasn't really a, like a devastating earthquake, but it collapsed onto the other one and killed many, many, many people, okay? Mm -hmm. And- um, I remember they were digging people out of there for yes. days. Yep. Days. So they investigated, well, why did this happen? And it took months for this investigation to come through. And then it got down to, they realized what happened was when they, the support beams that come up in the freeway, they have rebar in it, right? Yeah. And you're supposed to put rebar going around them as well. Well, the engineer or somebody left, left it off, didn't put those in. Hmm. And they, they, they eventually went to him, retired now, an old guy. 
And uh, they said, hey, you know, they called in the plans. You didn't put those in there. He goes, my whole life, I worried about that. Wow. Isn't that something uh, that, that that would happen? You know, Alex, like, I mean, that's, you ever had anything in the floor business hanging over your head? Like you did something, you did the job, whatever, but there was just something nagging at you that, you know, not that you were trying, you know, that you're trying to take a shortcut or something, but something about the job, maybe it was a little wetter than you thought it might be, or that you thought, yeah, I'm riding the fence of it being too wet or not. Not, I, you know, it's such a pressure thing. I got to get it done. And then no, you have, I never thought that. I always thought I was perfect. Me neither, but I'm just saying, uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> oh, I tell you, I have. And then you, you, <laughs> you, it just doesn't go away. You, you worry that, you know what? I wished I would have, you know what I mean? Or maybe you see, this is an maybe. amazing part of me that a lot of people don't know. I don't worry. No kidding. I don't carry around that bag of bricks. Okay. Pauline does all that for me. You seem like a guy who might have a lot of bag, a lot of bricks in your bag, carrying it around me. It's always empty. It's always empty. Yep. I sleep like a baby all the time. You're like no like, bricks in my bag. You, I can see you carrying around a lot of bricks. My father-in-law would say about you, uh, you're like a chicken. Every day is a brand new day. Yeah, <laughs> almost. He's almost right. Now, I so, know you're busting my chops about a repeat story. Uh, you see the difference between you and I? Hmm. You couldn't wait to jump on me. And the last show, we had already heard that fishing story. The kid with the fishing story. You told us that one before. Well, you should have stopped. But you see, the difference is, I was like, oh, that's a nice story. You know, that's how friends are. A lot of the people who listen to us, we're, we're all friends now. Sometimes friends repeat stories. You don't have to gang up on them, make them feel terrible, like a dope. Okay? <laughs> you just let it go. You see me? Okay. I didn't say anything. Okay, but hold on. I, and I could have told that whole story. Okay. But nothing all right Not but there's a, word. A, there's a difference oh there's of course difference. there is yes yes let me I tell you what wait. the difference is oh okay. i bet it's uh, the timing as i was going through that story i was thinking to myself hmm i mean <laughs> i think maybe i told this story before but if i had and i i you know clearly you brought it out that i did that had to be like 25 episodes ago right yours okay. was two episodes ago how okay. do you not remember from two episodes? Because I take the bricks out of the bag. I don't read. It's, it's gone. You should leave, okay? you should leave it's, some it's of those. Goes through. No, 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 no. That's what he keeps me happy and go lucky. Happy yeah. and go lucky. That's me. Yeah. Well, I admire that in some simplistic form. You should try uh, it. It's, you know, it's nice being simple. Yeah, I it's, actually. It's, I, it's very I, simple to be simple. I actually admire people like you in some way. <laughs> <laughs> just go that's through true. life as a rube, right? Just, yes, just, just, in, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's the little things that mm. keep me happy. You don't have to worry about social norms or uh, the thought of ever getting ahead. You just, oh, uh, that whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, no. Keeping up with the Joneses. Oh no, that no, no. Nope. All right. Uh, I want people should be keeping up with me. They should. The or simple life. The simple life with Rob Johnson. That could be my new podcast. 
the simple life. Just me. Yeah. Telling people, keep it simple. Well, you'll probably get to do that sooner than later. There's the show. Yeah, that's it. It's just all right. I did, me playing I, music, I guess. There you go. <laughs> I really like this song. I don't know why, but I'll, I'll spit it for you. Um, I did want to point out a couple things because uh, I, I brought up uh, the, uh, the uh, 851 adhesive, Bona R851 adhesive, uh, a couple things. One, people may have noticed that we've had a name change, uh, not a product change. It's an absolutely exact same product, but the product's been, we, it's now called Quantum R851. The reason behind that, people say, well, in fact, I see someone on the internet goes, why do these marketing people want to just keep making up names? They crack me up. Um, if you think of the Nike, if you think of Nike, the brand Nike, you think of that swoosh, right? I mean, automatically that comes to your head. Well, we are in uh, all over the world now with the bonus adhesive and under different names in different parts of the world. So in order to align everything, uh, which is quantum in, in over in Europe and different areas of the, of the world, uh, we decided to, uh, to put it all under the same umbrella and call it quantum. So there's no confusing. I actually like the name anyhow better. Quantum's so, cool. It's like James yeah. Bond, wasn't there? Yeah. yeah. There was a James Bond movie, Quantum. Quantum of Solace, I think. Quantum Leap. Quantum, quantum something. Yeah. But anyhow, so just so people are aware of that. And the other thing, too, is I had a guy ask me the other day why we put it in, why, why we put the adhesive in three-gallon pails and uh, instead of five-gallon pails. And there's a, actually a, a reason for that. There, actually, there's two Because reasons. guys like you and I a long time ago were much stronger than the guys are today. You're absolutely right. <laughs> well, we somebody's said, gonna. I'm gonna get hit. Somebody's gonna take a shot at me for that one. Wow, wouldn't take much. I not. I'm. I miss being strong. You know, I've said that before. You gonna remind me that I said that one before too? No, because I actually thought about that just the other day. In fact, I, I, that crossed my mind just probably a couple days ago when I was sitting on the on the plane. I folded my arms and I realized. Oh, It's not like it used to be. I really. I, <laughs> There's a lot of room there. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the shirts and the, the, the sleeves. <laughs> and I, I absolutely will agree with you 100%. I don't mind getting older. I'm fine with my station in life. But I do really do miss being strong. You know that feeling when you're installing. So you guys that are installing oh. today. Oh. When, when you're installing today. And you're in your zone and you feel, man, you know what I mean? You're, you're walking up the stairs, you, you can carry the wood with no problem. You throw the wood down, you start installing it. You're a man or a woman that's in shape. And uh, that's not always going to be that way. And Pick and, the drum up off yeah. of the truck by yourself like yeah. nothing, right? Yeah, yeah. And in, in your head's playing Bob Seger like a rock. Like a yeah. rock, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, now we're, now we're playing Barry Manilow in our heads. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like we made it. <laughs> no. Uh, so anyhow, um, yeah, you're right about that. I definitely do miss that. I, I yeah, it's a long way. Ah, it's a long way back to get in shape. So why even? It's not going to happen again. Um, but to answer that guy's question of the three-gallon pills, there's two reasons for that. One is, if you'll notice with our silane-based adhesive, you get very, very, very good uh, uh, spread rates on the adhesives. And a couple of that with you, you get fantastic moisture protection per square foot. 
with the, the adhesive. But the other thing is, a three-gallon pail, uh, they, they weighed 41.7 pounds a piece, okay? A five-gallon pail, I just looked up another manufacturer's five-gallon pail. It doesn't matter who. They weigh 63 pounds. If you're carrying two pails, you're carrying 126 pounds that with, with just on a single you know, handle. That's like a 50% increase in weight. Um, that's a lot of weight carrying up and down as you get older in this business and your, your back and what have you. We talk about protecting your back. So that absolutely is part of the consideration. Believe me, I, I know all about carrying a lot of weight. Believe, I, I know yeah, that. I, I, I would never. I, I, I'm living that every yeah. day. You're, working on it. You and me both. We're working on it. Yeah. I always thought it was easy to carry two pails rather than one. I agree. It is. It bounces. I well. always thought that. Carry two. It's much easier yeah. than carrying one. Yeah. But 126 pounds, you know, uh, versus, uh, you know, uh, what, 82 pounds. So that's a lot, a lot of difference there. So not for a guy like you, though. I mean, yeah, we just established that I'm a wimp now. <laughs> this little airplane chicken wing arms of yours now. But, you know, there are times, I was at a gas station, we talked about Mississippi last episode, I was in Mississippi, pulling into a gas station, my rental car, and this guy is in front of me in a truck, and he backs in. There's three pumps, they're all open. So he's backing in. So all right, I fall, so I'm going, you know, and, and then he gets to midway of the pump, he stops and, and like stops and looks at me. I'm like, what? So then he backs up again, and he's going to the other pump. So I, 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 I'm following him, so I'm thinking, okay, whatever pump you stop at, I'll go to the next one. So then he stops and he and, and I can see him yelling at me, right? Through his through his window, right? So I'm thinking, no. Nah. So I get out of the no car. No time. Oh, Don't I, do I, the gun show. No, no, no. I get out of the car and I go over to his window. I go, I say, partner. I said, well, what's the matter? I said, I'm trying to give you room. I don't know which pump you want. And because I, I started a little bit, it came back. Then I realized, no, you don't need to. You don't you know, get out of the car. You don't need to be that. Yeah. So, so what happened? Did he? Uh, he he. Uh, what did he say? He didn't apologize, but he said uh, just like it's over, man. Don't worry about it. Whatever. Like blew it off. So then we go in the store. So I'm buying a, a diet coke because that's what keeps me in shape. So he he said he's behind me. So I said hey, I said hey partner, I'm just I was trying to get out of your way. He goes yeah man, don't worry about it. All right, let's go. Maybe okay. Yeah. So but uh, yeah. It's uh, clearly not a smart thing. Let me ask do. you a question. Could you yeah. have taken the guy? Uh, no, <laughs> no, probably not. Probably not. I think I'm, uh, I think nice. I'm, I, 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 I think I'm four and 15. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have a much better record against drunks. I'm like undefeated against yeah. drunks. Yeah. But, you know, the other record, yeah. man, we yeah. don't need to get into that. Yeah, yeah. But you can ask all my buddies. Yeah. Like, ain't no against drunks. The bad thing about that is they sober up. You know, and while they might not remember you, their friends might remember you. And at that point, you just go, hey, I was drunk too. I, I don't know what happened. All right. So that's just a couple of things I just want to, want to touch on to, Rob, is that, you know, the, the difference between, say, a high performance panels and subfloors and, um, and um, plywood and OSB is a, 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 
I guess several different factors. More wood is packed into the high, high uh, performance panels and it produces a more dense, much more stronger panel and, it, and it, it encrypts the fasteners better. And they also have better resins in there. So there's a difference in the, in the definitely in the substrates. Uh, the difference between plywood and OSB is a, a moisture content regarding uh, applied finished flooring. For instance, um, plywood tends to buckle and warp and delaminate uh, when expo exposed to excess moisture and the OSB swells uh, more, especially around the perimeter. That's exactly so, what happened with my brother's floor. Is, is that, that right? That OSB had all swollen yeah. up and it had absolutely no holding power for the nails. So what happened was the uh, OSB manufacturer started to like uh, to seal around the edges to, to stop that swelling and stuff from happening. But, what, but you know, uh, you get on a job site and you're gonna make cuts, right? right. You're, gonna, you're gonna cut the fit. And so that kind of goes out the window. So what you also have to consider the flatness of the substrate. Uh, you know, again, we talked about how expensive these floors are today. So making sure these floors are, not, are, are good and flat. Uh, my brother was on a job. My two brothers were on a job one time. Uh, I think it was last year. And um, the, guy, the, the, the guy had screwed down the subfloor. But and this is a pre-finished floor. But he was like every, the screws, the decking screws was like sticking up like an like a eighth of an inch, the heads, right? So, and my brother's, Doug, is as meticulous as can be. This is for a big time custom builder. I mean, they, they, none of these homes are under $3 million, none of them. And uh, this home was uh, way more expensive than that. And uh, so he was prepping the subfloor and he, he, he just, he said, you know what? I'm, I'm taking, all, I'll just re-screw re the whole floor down myself to himself. It was on a Saturday. And, and he was just bloop, 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 taking all the screws out, right? And the owner of the company had flown in from, uh, from Orange County. Now, this is a Bay Area floor. He don't, this guy, you don't ever, you don't ever see this guy ever on a job site. He's, he's the guy for this company. And he walked in with somebody else and he sees my brother. And he goes, what the hell are you doing? And he was, and this, my brother's like, oh shoot, I mean, who is this guy, you know? And uh, he goes, well, look, I, I just want to show you something. He goes, all these, all these sub floors, if you run your hand here, he goes, they're all up proud a little bit, all of them. He goes, if I try to screw them down any further, it's not, not really going to work. So I'm just going to re-screw the whole subfloor over again. And he goes, well, who, who are you? And he goes, well, I'm with Highland Floors. We're, we're doing the floors. He goes, you're installing the floors? He goes, yeah. He goes, and you took all these screws out and you're going to re-screw the whole subfloor down? He goes, he goes, yeah. And he guy reached out his hand and shook his hand. He goes, hey, I want to sincerely thank you very much for, for the effort you put into this job. I, I, I really want to thank you very much. And uh, both you guys, and, and he was like over the top. When the, the other guy showed up on Monday, uh, the superintendent goes, hey, who did you, who did, you, did you guys talk to so-and-so? He goes, yeah. He goes, holy smokes. I mean, he just could not say enough about you guys. So, um, you know, uh, there's a little. It's amazing uh, how well they're doing now. So yeah. amazing how they're, I, I mean, I don't know what happened. Yeah, when did you think you that know, happened, Rob? I, I don't know. I don't know when that happened. I don't do know. Think that, uh, maybe uh, I don't know. Oh, oh five, oh six, yeah, something. Something happened. Yeah. Something happened there. Yeah. What do you, what do but you boy, think? they just hmm. just like a rocket ship. Just like a yeah, yeah. yeah. It's almost like they, you know, it was almost like they they dropped their drag. Okay, you remember? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Waldo yeah. Waldman, right? You got yeah. lift. Yep. And you got drag and something happened in Highlander floor 
where, man, they just let that drag go and boom, Highlander yeah. floors just took off. I, I was like 05 or 06, maybe so some, you, somewhere you, in there. You don't think I was a drag, do you? No, 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 not at all. I don't know what happened, but yeah. hmm. something happened. Yeah. Oh, Lift and drag, baby. Yes. Lift and drag. Yes, sir. All right. So that's subfloors. Uh, there's a little, that's a, a, a kind of a, a lesson in life, too. I've always said, too, you never know who's watching you. Uh, even as it, working for a corporation, uh, working in the field, any job you have, uh, you never, never, never know who's watching you. And uh, to a poor kid, opportunities come very seldom in life. And one of the worst things that can possibly happen is that one comes and you're not ready for it. So, you know, I'm going to tell a little story. You're right. You never know who's watching you. And I've told, actually, I told the story of when we were talking about worst jobs ever. And the one Pete and I was on was Albany International. And we went Friday night and worked till Monday morning, right? And one day it was, uh, it was like Saturday morning, you know? So we had stopped, we're having something to eat. And you can see all the equipment and all the, you know, everything around. You could tell that, you know, we had been gone through the night. And uh, this guy just comes walking up. We didn't know who he was. Sits down and he's talking to us. Normal guy, you know, I thought he was some kind of maybe a manager coming in to work on equipment or I, I didn't know who he was. Nice, nice guy. Talked to us for 45 minutes, gets up, leaves. We go back to work. It was the owner, CEO of Albany International. This is a publicly wow. traded company. Wow. Wow. We had no idea who he was. He introduced himself. We never even picked up on the name, right? And it's, it's funny you said that because when we're leaving Monday morning, the guy who we were, you know, our contact and everything, he's like, what the hell did you do? And I'm, I'm like, I don't know. He goes, you don't even know who you talk to, do you? I go, no. What do you, I don't even know what you're talking about. He goes, Saturday morning. You, I can't remember the guy's name. He said, but so it's funny. It's the same exact thing. We had no idea who the guy was really super nice guy and everything very down to earth and uh boy did we get a lot of work after that too we did get wow. tons and tons of work at that place after that so you're right you never know and probably still to this day you don't know what it means to be publicly traded Boy, oh boy, I thought I had one there. You know, I thought uh, uh, maybe I'll get one in, you know, one kind of. Uh... Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to tell you another story about you never know. You never know who's watching. Yeah. 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 Is this also, uh, this goes for work? And this for is, hotel, hotel this is work. This is work. <laughs> no, no, this is all work. Okay. I know who's watching me in hotels. Bowling alleys um, start to get, and I think I've talked about this before, where we used to pump epoxy into the tongue and groove of bowling alley to solidify everything, you know, and you'd pump the epoxy in until you see the epoxy kind of oozing through the top. Okay. It's a miserable, sucky job. You're drilling thousands of holes, every board, every eight inches, right? Wait a minute. You got to explain that to me because I, 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 are you saying the, the floor already is installed and you're drilling into the tongue and groove? Yes. 
like down like a, a quarter inch or so and then you're pumping oh your no 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 bowling alley is like three inches thick and the tongue so and you're, groove you're is, drilling the tongue and groove is down about an inch oh, away from the top oh i got you okay so we're drilling on an angle into the tongue and groove of the bowling alley okay. and then we pump epoxy in there because with all the pounding of the balls and the right. oil and the cleaners and everything yeah yeah right the the lanes the wood turns into like piano keys i'll be darn yeah that's what the pounding of balls will do okay yeah, it just yeah. mashes everything so then we go in we pump epoxy into each board every eight inches and uh I had and no it just idea. makes everything a solid piece of rock okay wow yeah. No idea. No idea. Crazy. If you ever see a wood bowling lane, mm -hmm. you don't see a lot of wood bowling lanes, but if anybody's ever out there, you see a wood bowling lane, you'll look down and you'll see, because every lane's been injected with epoxy. Mm. It started back in the 80s. And it's the same color as the lane, but you'll see. You can see exactly where everything's been pumped. Anyways, it was crappy work. It was night work. It was always during the winter when, you know, it was good to have something to do in the winter, but you know, it was night work and you're pumping epoxy and it's spraying all over the place. And it's just horrible, horrible stuff. And it was, there was a ton of ether in it. We'd get back to the hotel room in the morning and we'd be out. You could have operated on it anyways. Now are balls flying all over the place while you're doing this or is it, you have blanks? Yes, actually. Yeah. There's some balls still flying. People are still bowling, right? When we're there. We'll start at one end of the place, okay? So, when we were doing this, people would sometimes come over, right? They're done bowling. They'd see something going on, you know, a couple of guys working, and they come over, and they'd watch, and they'd talk to you. And, you know, what are you doing, blah, blah, blah. And then we're telling everybody. Now, most of these people have been bowling and drinking all night long. So, lots of drunks, right? Eh, eh, whatever, you know? Yeah. I'm a nice guy. I'll talk to you. But you would pump the epoxy until you saw it come up through the top, right? Mm -hmm. So there's these two drunk guys watching us, and they're not really saying anything. I don't know who this guy is. And he goes, hey, you should put another put another shot of epoxy in that one. I, was, I just look at the guy. I go, yeah, yeah okay. Mm -hmm. I'm in my very early 20s, right? And, and then the guy says it again. And, hey, I told you, put another pump of epoxy in there. I was like, yeah, right, whatever. And I said, whatever, buddy, you know? Yeah. And I keep pumping along. And he says something again. Now, I redline, right? <laughs> couple F-bombs, couple this, couple that. And I let out. Who the F do you think you are? And he said, I'm the effing owner of this place. Pack, <laughs> pack excuse me, pack your stuff and get out. Wow. This is like one o'clock in the morning. And now I am like, oh my God, my father is going to absolutely kill me for yeah. this. Because it was a huge job, right? Wow. Oh my God. So, he wants me out. He wants me, Pete, the equipment. He wants everything out of his place. <laughs> Here's how good the old man was. He doesn't 
Mr. Corleone wants to hear bad news right away, right? Mm -hmm. I called my dad at one o'clock, woke him up. I go, dad, told my father the whole story. He goes, uh, don't worry about it. He goes, don't go anywhere. He goes, stay there. I'll call him. This is how good the old man was with people. I go walking back in. The guy walks up to me and says, hey, I'm really sorry that I didn't introduce you to myself or I didn't introduce myself to you. Yeah. And I said, I'm really sorry that I shouldn't, uh, you know, not knowing you were a yeah. That guy apologized to me for not alerting to me who he was. That's how good my dad was. Wow. That's, that's, we got that's... back in there, got to do, finished the whole job and everything. And the guy is apologizing to me. I was like, wow, the old yeah. man's pretty good. That's that's pretty slick. <laughs> that's a good one, man. The old man was slick, absolutely. Good stuff. Did your is your dad pass away? By the way. Yeah. Yeah. He about uh, oh, five or six years ago. Okay, I didn't know that. Yep. All right, cancer. Rob. Head cancer. Oh, no kidding. Oh, that's yeah. too bad. I'm sorry to hear that. Well, you saw the picture of him. He had the cigarette in his hand. I mean, yeah, you, you yeah. never did not have a cigarette and a cup of coffee. So, yeah, that'll do it. But he was a people person. He was good. Yep. Was well, good. Uh, the apple don't fall too far from the. Uh, from the oh, oak isn't that nice? Going to end it with a compliment. <laughs> yes. There you go. That. All right. Thank you, Rob. I appreciate it. A uh, little, uh, little talk about uh, plywood subfloors, wood subfloors, OSB subfloors. Um, pump and epoxy, pump and epoxy, stiff subfloors. Yep, and there you go. All right, that's another episode of On the Floor with Wayne and Rob. Please do stay tuned for another episode. <laughs>